0: Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Julio Midday Show here on WIP. Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. Get you aboard. We'll get back to your phone calls here in a second on Nick Sirianni, whether or not you're fully sold. I mean, obviously, he's done a nice job in his two years, but I'm, I'm, I still have reservations here about Sirianni after that Super Bowl and uh, with losing all these assistants around him. But, you, before we get back to everything, let, let's talk about uh, one of the biggest name free agents. I wouldn't say position is the biggest name or, or his you know play is the biggest. But Miles Sanders is an interesting free agent for the Eagles. And every time he's asked, like he's almost begging to come back here. Yesterday I put on in Instagram, quote, I love Philly. Just bring me back. I hope they bring me back. Great place to play, man. I get it. And he understands. I think what you're dealing with is a
1: guy who understands the position that he's in. He plays a position. That is not highly valued in the mm-hmm. NFL as a whole, and why go somewhere? I think he's kind of looking at it. Why go somewhere and and get more money, maybe, and play somewhere where you where you're not having fun, not having opportunity to win, and just stay here? Maybe take a haircut and just stay here and and potentially be, you know, in a, in a Super Bowl run next year playoff runner most definitely.
0: Yeah, I do appreciate that he wants to come back. I'm just very skeptical they'll give him any money. I mean they they like if if this was a different kind of offseason where maybe they had 15 million, 20 million of cap room and they didn't have many free agents, I'd say all right, whatever. You if he wants to come back for a, like you said, you know, a little pay cut, I, I'm in or you know, not a big market deal. I'm in, but with all the guys they have to re-sign, I can't see them allocating anything for him. No.
1: I don't think that even, you know, in no disrespect to him because I think he did a he had his best year he did. here. This last year, no disrespect to him, but I don't think he factors into their long-term plans. Mm-mm. I think that they, if if anything, you want to try to as much as you possibly can upgrade that position. There's some running backs in this draft, man. Not saying you're going to get them in the first round. But there's some pretty good running backs in this draft.
0: Well, there are, and and you think about it, Hugh. When they when they have young players that are about to be free agents, they if they want to keep them, they lock them up early. Dallas pretty, Goddard pretty got similar. locked up, yeah. right? Maddox got locked up. They do this all the time. Jordan Mailata got locked up. Like it rarely gets to the point where they have a player that's a free agent that they want to keep. It'd be done already. I mean, if if they really wanted him here, I think it'd be done already. But Miles, obviously wants to back. Kyle, what are you thinking on Miles? Right,
2: see ya. Get out of here. I, I, I'm i done with Miles even if he wants to take a pay cut. I just don't think he's that good. I, he has a fumbling problem. He doesn't like to hit the hole. We know that the wheel that turns the machine of this running offense is Jalen Hurts. So put any decent running back back there behind that offensive line next to Jalen Hurts, we can easily replace Miles Sanders' production. See ya. I agree. Even and that's coming coming off his best year,
0: and I thought in the playoffs he wore down as well. He wasn't the same player. Let's go back to the phone lines here. Tom's in Dover. Hey, Tom. Tom.
3: Yo, what's, what's up, y'all? What's going on? What's going hey, on you, man? Real quick, man. What's what's going on at, at the eight, man? Y'all on fire, McMillan, man. What's that all about?
1: You know what we were talking about that the other day. Like I think this is stemming from the whole him and Trey Young dust up. Did you see the cryptic tweet that Trey had the other day talking about time is precious or something like that? Don't waste it. So I think I think yeah. I think it came from that man. And they say McMillan was a hell of a coach. He man. was. And they say he's gonna get another job with no problem. No, most definitely. But for whatever reason, man, he didn't he didn't mesh well with Trey.
0: Well, Tom, I thought two years ago when Atlanta played the Sixers in the second round, obviously the uh, the bad, he pushed the right buttons. He he out coached Doc that whole series. <laughs> yeah, he pushed
3: the right buttons. Totally, sure did. Sure did. Hey, listen, Joe, I I, I like to listen more than I call in, man, but. You got me heated today, man, with this Eagles talk. You know Joe. You know Joe and John and them, man. You know they was talking sixes today, so that was kind of like took the steam off, man. You know I was at the game. I spent all that money for the ticket, and I told Kyle when I first called in. What people not really realizing is that you know before halftime we stopped them. They punted the ball to us. We had that drive. Mm-hmm. And the clock management on that drive was terrible. It was horrendous. Before, Time. It was, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you I, thought you it. Know too. What? I believe. I, I, it was I believe, horrendous. Man, I believe that's what lost the game because I'm sitting up there arguing with these Kansas City Kansas City fans, and when I say arguing, <laughs> I mean arguing. You know, and, I, and that's all they saying is, yeah, we get the ball coming back at, coming back out at halftime, and I'm and I'm thinking to myself like, yo, we can score a touchdown right here. It doesn't even matter with him getting the ball back at halftime, but when we only got the three points, and then halftime, time, and he came and went right on down there. I, I, I kind of like felt like A.J. Brown. Like, you could feel the game fading away, man. You know you could, man, and, and, that's, and that's coaching. That ain't the play.
4: Yeah,
1: that's momentum. That's, that's momentum coaching, like man. a mug. Man.
0: And, Tom, there was, just, there was a lack of urgency. Like, you know, they had 50-something seconds. Clock is stopped, two timeouts. They run a play. They get the first down, and then 20 seconds just tick off the clock. Like, what are we doing?
3: Hey, Hugh, hey, let me ask you this. Why in the NFL – and I, I I need to get an understanding of this. If it's, if it's two minutes and seven seconds before the half-time,
4: does the offense.
1: I don't think you're wrong, but I think the analytics the analytics nowadays tell you that in those situations, <laughs> you're just supposed to take, you know, what the offense gives you and not take any chances with the football. I don't understand that, man. You got two. You got two oh seven on the clock. The whole. Game, oh, I'm trying to score because my 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 biggest fear in that game, if I'm coaching, is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, like until the clock runs out, there's he's a threat to score any time he touches the football. I said that weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He's a threat to score, so I'm trying to put as many many as much points on the board as I possibly can. Definitely. Listen, man. I spent a lot of money, man, in Arizona.
3: A lot more than I spent in Minnesota, and to get an L, man, it, it, it's hurting, man. It ain't it, let me tell you something, man. This ain't going to hell no time soon, for real. No, like, like like this we was better than them, we was better than them. I don't care what nobody said.
0: We well, Tom, to yeah, well, they're favorites, and they had a 10-point lead at the halftime. It should have been 14. Tom, we appreciate the phone call. I mean, you, it's, it's interesting. The parallel, because obviously you, you were in Atlanta all those years. The only the only teams to blow 10-point leads at halftime in the Super Bowl are the Atlanta Falcons with Dan Quinn, obviously the 28-3 game, and the Eagles this year. It's just, you're up 10 at the half in the Super Bowl. You're supposed to win that game. And you
1: know what the parallel between both of those guys, both of those teams is? Their assistants took the heat. <laughs> yeah, and their quarterbacks were like, fah like Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes That's true. those are two guys that when you watch them play it's safe to say no lead is safe yes no lead is safe if you got your foot on their neck you better keep it there you got to apply the pressure and if there's any if if you if there's any criticism for coach Sirianni in that 2 minute that 2 minute that we were just talking about mm-hmm. he let the pressure off you can't do that you got to like listen man I'd rather go down in a blaze than to go out like you know in a whimper.
0: Well, I mean, like, we, keep, we keep bringing it up because it's it's obviously it's it's not that long ago and it's the only Super Bowl here. But Doug Peterson did that. He Doug, five years ago, Doug Peterson went Pushed up the against
1: chips into the middle. He of the knew table, it. All in. He
0: knew it. Like if I'm going to beat Brady and Belichick, I got to I got to do everything I got to do. Like I can't leave any stone unturned. And I thought Sirianni did. And look, this isn't just about one game. And I, I think. You, you've brought up some really good points that he could get better. He'll learn. It was it was a super. He got bung holeitis, Joe. That, that's and, that's what it and was. And you don't want that in the, you in not, the
1: big You not <laughs> You can't. You can't play with tidy butt. Hold, you can't hold on. Play with what? <laughs> what was the first thing he said? Bung holeitis. you. Me. know, yeah. You can't play with. You can't play with tidy butt, man. You yeah. got to go. In is the, is that our <laughs> mantra in our coaching staff? <laughs> yeah, bung holeitis. Yeah, we won't have that. We will not have a bunghole.
0: Can't have a coach that have bung holeitis, man. Can't have that. Can't have it. By the way, he was assembling a staff when he's a head coach in the NFL. So you're the head coach. Uh Ike's your defensive coordinator. Have you asked Ike yet, or are you just sure he's gonna no, accept? I, 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 listen.
1: If I if I tell Ike, hey, listen, man, we're about to get a nice little payday. Cause I'm gonna pay you. Cause I, if I especially if I had control of over yeah. the situation. Oh yeah, we're gonna pay Ike. Ooh.
0: We gonna <laughs> so we got Ike defensive coordinator. One of our callers, Jeff and Wilmington, is the get back coach. I'm quality control. Equipment is Kyle. And we think maybe Donovan OC. Well, you know what? Luke? I'm
1: thinking, man, because I, I haven't heard from Donovan. I might go John Ritchie. We might have a cerebral offense. But we're gonna. Hey, listen, we're gonna all get fired in a year anyway. Might is as 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 well there any chance the I can
2: get out of equipment and do something else? I mean. What do you want to do, man? What you want to do? I don't know. Just some kind of, some you kind of be, X's and you, O's roll, man. You wanna, hey, do you want to
1: be? Do you want to be the work? You want to be the uh, the fitness trainer? I, I just
2: coach? don't. I don't want to be carrying everyone's shoulder pads mm-hmm. around and no, getting you're, everyone you're, their the McDonald's. Head, you know? The
1: head equipment guy, you are oh, that dude. You oh. get to hire your staff, dog. It's not like you're gonna be the dude that's actually handing out jock straps and stuff. You're gonna have people to do that. All right, fair enough. You know, unless you want to, you know, you want to do what Bob Lane Does you want to be the PR guy? Yeah, I might. But you know what, though, real talk, I might have to poach Bob from the Eagles. <laughs> we need a good PR. We team. need a big with this yeah, staff,
0: especially yeah. with me as head coach. Imagine on the you're on the podium after every game. <laughs> yeah. You to put your foot in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, a lot. I'm gonna do that anyway. It's, you know. My only concern about Richie quickly is are we gonna run like a modern <laughs> offense or are we gonna have a fullback <laughs> no, out there? That I don't bo- know about a fullback. I John Richie, that bothered you we might have a running team. I oh, know I love Richie. I'm just <laughs> I, like is, is he running a modern wide open offense? <laughs> I don't offense? know, I gotta ask him. I gotta ask All him. right, we gotta get that we gotta get that figured out. Clem's in Jersey. What's up, Clem?
4: Hi! Hey, greetings from New Jersey. How are
0: you? How you doing? Hey, Clem.
4: I'm great. I'm awesome. How about yourself?
0: Awesome. We're good. What are you thinking today? You you sold on Sirianni?
4: I'm sold on Sirianni. I am, and I'm going to tell you why. Yes, he's still a new coach, and I think that you're going to see some growing pains. up uh, During the Super Bowl, you're talking about the student going up against the teacher, and considering the the the. Of experience that it uh, that Andy Reid brings versus Sirianni, I felt thought the Eagles did pretty well despite the loss. Um, But at the end of the day, the reason why I'm sold on Sirianni is I think that he brings these intangibles that you probably aren't going to get out of a lot of coaches. And that's why people like Miles Sanders and those guys don't want to leave. There's something that he brings into that locker room, a certain culture, that I think is really a bit of benefit to the Eagles. So, yes, we have Cal, we have Jalen, we have the wide receivers, we have all that. But there is something that Sirianni brings that is better are tangible, and that's why I'm sold on him. So I'm hoping that you give him a chance. And <laughs> well, <he's, laughs> well, no, there's, he Kel,
0: Kel, come Kel, come, there's no. I mean, he gets a chance. I'm not running him out of town. I mean, he's obviously the coach here. But <laughs> he but of, that, that, of, I think <laughs> you bring up a good point with the intangibles, right? Like the players want to. They got a good culture. That's yeah, a, that's they, important, and that's that's
1: very important when you are talking about the NFL. Right.
0: Right, right, right. So that's, that's
4: why I'm sold on him. And I think that you'll see improvements, you know, again, it's still a new coach and you go up against Andy Reid and you lose by a field goal. Yes, we made some mistakes, but that could have been a blowout otherwise. But, you know, he kind of held his own, I thought, for the most part. But yes, there were some areas that need to be tweaked and worked on, um, not just for the Super Bowl win, but just for the season in general next yeah, year. Yeah, so, th- that's
0: true. And, and Clem, and listen, we appreciate the phone call. And now he said a great culture, but it's part of that too, the culture, Hugh, is, is the veterans, right? The Kelsey's, the Grams, yes. like the the culture is good. But also, he's got good leaders in this yeah. locker room. And and
1: and and see, the the leadership in this locker room is an extension of the coach, in my opinion. And and you have some good leaders in there. And whatever happens, I still feel that you're going to still have enough leaders in that locker room, so that say, like, if, if a Fletcher Cox or a Brandon Graham is gone. That they're going to be, able, they're going to be guys that are going to step up and carry the torch. That's well, what it's all about.
0: Yeah, it is, and obviously Jalen Hurts is, is a big part of that as really the next leader of this football team. But one, one quick thing on what Clem said there about and held his own against Reed, close game. Let's not forget the Eagles were favored. Like, what, like they're definitely I, were favored. They were not underdogs in this game. They, they, you know, they were favored to win the game. So yes, it, it's a t- yeah, the coaching matchup certainly would give the edge to Reed. But I, I can't just say, well, he kept it close. He's supposed to win the game. Derek is up on WFP. Hey, Derek. Yo, 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 Joe, Jilly, what's the dilly-yo? Welcome back, UG.
1: <laughs> what's
5: going on, what's man? What's you Derek? doing? <laughs> hey, look, I got one question. I got a couple of questions for you real quick. First of all, how the heck did they pull you back out? Back to the from the land of all them big girls down there. The strip
1: club? Uh, how, how did I? Why? <laughs> how did they get you back down here? But I'm glad hey, man, they did. Hey, man, hey, listen. It, it was tough because I, 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 you know, you this know, is. this is nothing <laughs> down hey, there hey, all them strip clubs. This, this I, you know what? I didn't get any chicken wings in a while, though. I had to see. I had, I did a like it. Atlanta so abundant with like beautiful people. That's what I'm saying. That I didn't have to go to the strip club to see people. Mm. Oh, but it's the a beautiful people. It's beautiful people here in Philadelphia. You just gotta, you just gotta know where to go. To <laughs> you go go gotta find go them. Go. You gotta find them. Like hey, you know, in Atlanta, you can just go to the grocery store and it's like, bam. That's it. That's it. All the BBL. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but real
5: quick. I was. I know you don't need the money, but I would love to have seen you and T T. O. in a celebrity boxing
1: match. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't need Dude, the cake. But I would love to see that. It 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 did. It never happened the way that it was reported. No matter how many times I tell people that, okay. people do not believe me. No, it, no it, okay. they they believe what what they read instead of me. And we were there. It didn't happen like
0: that. It's like an okay. urban legend. It yes. just continues. Okay. Yes.
5: okay. I like. But look, I'm glad they brought you back. Man, the big day show is funny again. You are funny, man. You had me dying a couple of minutes ago.
1: Thank you, brother. Appreciate you.
5: But as far as um, the coach, the defense lost that game to me, giving up them two touchdowns in the red zone. They should have been coached better. They should have been well aware of what's going on. And I blame that Darius Slate, too. Big play, no play Slate, you know, because he should have been on tune with that.
0: Make a play, Slay. Yeah, he didn't. He got burned on that one. And and look, the Derek, the the idea, and you said out coach certainly Gannon was was a big part of that. But Sirianni's the head coach. Like you know, he exactly. he could he could notice those tendencies too. It's his job. They should have known, better. they got jammed
5: the first the, the same play on the reverse the same time. I mean, that, when I seen that, I said the game was over.
0: Well, the is, was over. yeah. Well, the, the, when the second one happened, Derek, and then we appreciate the phone call. That was a disaster. When, you. It was one time they got beat on that motion in the in the red zone. But when it was the second one, it was like, man, did you happen to see what Andy Reid called that play? No, I didn't. He had a name for it. It was called Corn oh, dog. Corn
1: dog. I did see Corn yeah, Dog, but well, it was
0: like a because they never they never defended it. They they ran it twice. Yeah.
1: And see, that's the thing. Like sometimes, like playing football is like playing chess. And you you run certain plays or run certain motions to see how the team is gonna adjust. And obviously, whenever they were they were scouting that play, somebody in the, in the booth was like, hey, listen, they're not going with the motion guy. They was like, bump it, run it then. They ran it twice. I think they ran yeah, corn dog twice.
0: Yeah. The, the crazy part is um, they had mentioned, I think it was Bienemy mentioned, that they noticed that Doug Peterson did that to the Eagles. You know, the Jaguars played here in, in yeah. late, uh, late early October, whatever it was. And they ran a similar play. They saw it on film. Like, look, look. And that's
1: why they said it because they didn't adjust to it. Yeah. That, that, this is a copycat league. And a lot of times coaches will run certain plays to set up other plays mm-hmm. later on, like a money play, a money shot. And that's what it was.
0: Yeah, and it, and it killed them there. Kenny from the Dirty 30s up. What's up, Kenny?
6: Joe, congratulations on the midday. Thank you, Kenny. You, I appreciate that. I so happy to have you back, Hugh, my um, man.
0: Hey, Kenny,
1: what's going on, How man? Doing?
6: How you doing? Uh, well, uh, apparently, after listening to you, I have a case of bunghole <laughs> items. <laughs> I spit my coffee out <laughs> when he said that.
1: No, you know how it is, Kenny. Some people they get in certain situation, they get tight. They don't know what to do because they they don't want to make a decision. They get bungholeitis. Yeah, yeah, that's a I, scientific term yeah, for it's, it. Yeah, yeah
6: it's and, and I will be stealing that because I have so many people I work with that have it. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you can have me. it, brother. It's, it's going it's around these yours. days. it's all, yeah. it's all yours. <laughs> you made you made my day. Um, listen, I first off, on your coaching staff, can I be the cook?
1: You could definitely be the cook. You're a you good cook, Kenny. Yeah, definitely.
6: Oh, I'm Italian
1: man. Well, like, I guess on, it's no. just you're born that way. Yeah. Listen, I'm hiring all my friends because we're gonna get fired in a year anyway. It don't matter. It don't matter if he can cook or not. We're getting fired after a year. We might not even make it a year. We're gonna, you're gonna get fired.
0: Ken, I just wrote you down in pen, so you're officially the cook. It's official. Now. <laughs> all right, there you go, there you go. But, but Sirianni, I, I'm
6: telling you, I, everybody, you, everybody you hear in the interviews, the players, they just love the guy, and. Playing for someone you love as a coach, you know, I didn't play in the pros, but I played enough sports. I played for horrible coaches. I didn't even want to go to practice. And I played for guys I loved. I still got little league coaches that I talked to because they just meant so much to me. And, I, you know, I, you, you were a pro. I don't know if that means something to a pro, but to me, it does.
1: It does. Like, like, having, like to this day, man, the only time that I didn't call Big Red after a game was the Super Bowl. Like every time I would call Big Red and we would talk and, you know, I would say something to him and he would always get back to me. I still talk to Andy Reid to this day. But after the Super Bowl, he had to, like, Rick had to reach out. He he put us on a group text. I think Ike was on it, a couple other guys. And he was like, you know, hey, guys, I know this was tough for you guys, you know, being from Philadelphia, but – I guess he was trying to make us feel better, knowing that you guys were the foundation for what we, we got. And I was like, well, thank you. Yeah, That don't make me feel any better. <laughs> right. But I, I get where you're going with that. I definitely get where you're going with that.
6: Do you still have your ambassador sash, by the way?
1: I do not have my sash. I do oh. not have my ambassador sash. Okay.
6: But yeah, yeah, all right. Well, no, speaking of Big Red, though, you know, I said this to Ike. I wish we had that Big Red when you guys played, the one that knew how to conserve timeouts and that had made adjustments and that was – not afraid to run the ball when he needed to. And uh I hate that he had to learn on us to win over there.
0: It is amazing how how you know obviously we knew and Kenny we always appreciate it, man. He uh, Andy was an outstanding coach here, but he's he's become a great coach. Not that he wasn't, you know, he was really really good here you, but Andy now it's like every button he pushes works now. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: I mean, and listen, that's why you you have to give Coach Sirianni time. Not a pass. I mean, because you're going to feel the way you feel. Yeah. Especially when you're financially invested the way that a lot of fans were well, we have the call going mention, to their Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that hurts. That's a big chunk of cheese that you paid to go to Arizona. The unfortunate thing about about that trip is there was a lot going on in Arizona, and if you wanted to go, you came out of pocket to go. Because mm-hmm. they had what that, that Pan Am or whatever it was they had going on. Oh, in the, the
0: uh, time. Waste management golf. Yeah, yeah. The, the,
1: the golf thing. So yeah, it, it was one of those things. So I, I get all of that. But When you look at Coach Reed now compared to what he was when he was here, he learned from a lot of the mistakes that he made, man. And that's what it's about. It's about going into situations like that, growing from them, and and becoming a better coach because of those situations.
0: Well, and hopefully for Nick Sirianni, that that is the case, and he just gets better and better. 215-592-9494. I still have some reservations here about Sirianni. Steve in Agarbor Township. What's up, Steve?
2: I don't have any reservations. He's got more than half the battle won because – you know, with today's athlete, he's got he's got them playing for him. And they obviously believe in his his weirdo sayings. And for me, they're juvenile. But things he says sometimes, man, I mean, sound like he's talking to children. And, you know, to me, he's just a big kid. He knows how to coach. And the guys are responding to him. Because really, what are football players? You're big kids playing a kid's game. Um, totally number two, the Super Bowl. I mean, we were there till the bitter end, and you know the one thing that I keep saying is, you know, as the mistakes that we made, we were still there. We got a ripped call with Devontae Smith. You, sh- and I don't care anybody says that was a catch, and that stopped us from going in because they weren't stopping us in the first half. And again, with everybody on
4: the announcers of the game, the, and the
2: guy he was with said, if that's a place, you're not a big call there," and you can hear your right there because they were disappointed that they didn't get a chance to call the last minute and 50 seconds with the Eagles getting the ball back. And uh, last but not least, uh, Patrick Mahomes is the new golden child, man. I mean, if anybody doesn't see this by now, they're crazy. You're going to have to beat the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid. And also, they get all the calls at the end of the game as witnessed in the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl.
0: Well, Steve, we appreciate it. What do you think about that, you? They're the, the, the getting calls because he's the golden child. I, I... I hear you.
1: I don't agree with it because that was a hold. The last play was a like, like to your point and to Greg Olson's point, they never call that. They don't, but they called it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they called it. I mean, and, and can nobody argue whether or not it was the right call. Your, your argument, everybody's argument is they never call it. The moment. Yeah, the, 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 the moment. Been, yeah. they, you're arguing the moment. But you can't argue what actually happened. It's the same thing with Joseph Asai the week before. He
0: pushed him out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that happened.
1: You can't can't argue that. I I mean, I get it. I understand it hurts. And normally they don't call those. Doc even came on and said, hey, you play a game and you know whether or not they're going to call that. They didn't call it the whole game. That's the problem. They just, yeah, th-
0: yeah th- that's the issue. Yeah, it is. 215 592 94 It was egregious, though. It was really egregious. Well, the first part of the hold, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was he bad. got him, and he admitted it it afterwards. It's, it's just it's a shame it came to that. 215 592 94 94. That is how you get aboard here. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giulia with you on the midday. On the other side, all your phone calls at Sirianni. Are you fully sold? I- I'm not. I still have some reservations on Nick Sirianni. And a veteran wide receiver became available yesterday. We'll tell you about it and whether or not the Eagles should look into it, along with all your phone calls on Sports Radio 94 WIP. And the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download Fandle and partnership with Valley Forest Casino, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the Fanduel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes. drained tonight... I'm going with a pair of overs. Let's go with the over on John Morant's points and an over. Yeah, Joel's going over tonight, assuming he plays tonight. Joel Embiid goes over tonight here in Philadelphia with his points. 0. Plus, FanDuel lets you even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger pat with a same-game parlay. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 94WIP. I really like the FanDuel app, so don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to 1%. $1,000 of bonus bets when you go to Fandle.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O, Fandle.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to learn more. Make every moment more Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.